thank you for listening to this episode of the AW360 podcast brought to you by Advertising Week. In this episode, I speak with Carl Dawson, Vice President of Audience Research at Tubi, one of my favorite Advertising Week partners. Carl and I discuss what's new with Tubi, get some insight into Tubi's measurement and privacy practices, and take a look at the year to come in connected television through the Tubi lens. I hope you enjoy this episode. Carl Dawson, welcome to the AW360 podcast. It's great to have you on today. Great to be here. Thanks, Richard. So as listeners of the podcast know from, from past episodes, and if, if they don't, they should go back and listen. I'm a huge Tubi fan personally. Um, tell us a little bit about the, the state of Tubi in 2021. Yeah, glad to. Um, so it's been a great year uh, in the sense of we've been adding more content and offerings. Uh, we're an ad-supported video-on-demand service, have over 35,000 titles, ad-supported, completely free. In this particular year, we've added a lot of content, in particular in the live space. So we have live news from networks uh, across the United States and even Canada um, and the world. And we're completely free in the sense that we have not only those news networks, but also uh, we just recently added sports. So we have a few channels for football, baseball, uh, international football, such as Real Madrid and so on and so forth. And we're basically seeing a lot of interest and engagement across the board. So for us, it's been a good year, and we're also happy to see a sort of return to normal this year as well. Excellent. And as far as that live content goes, I mean, that's that's all still fairly new for you guys, isn't it? Correct. Uh, while we had begun rolling out news piecemeal earlier in the year, uh, we're now at a point where we have not only a wide array of networks, for example, we just added ABC News um, this last week, I believe. Uh, we also have these sports offerings that went into production, depending on your device, uh, late last month and are basically rolling out to more devices as we go forward. But, you know, over 10 networks and a lot of live content for people to watch. And when it comes to connected television, consumers have a lot of choices. And, you know, one of the things that we've been discussing over at Advertising Week for quite some time now is that sort of feeling of being spoiled for choice when you kind of look at everything that's out there. How is Tubi faring as an ad-supported model compared to subscription services? Has consumer response been positive? I mean, obviously, something I'm not paying for doesn't eat into my wallet, which makes you guys a very unique and very attractive offering when everybody else is sort of, you know, nickel and diming everybody. How, how has performance been? Performance has been excellent this year. Um, we, I only speak to some of our publicly released numbers, but you know, for example, earlier in the year we hit an all-time high for total viewing time, as well as you know just content and offerings, and we've you know been on fairly good levels ever since then. Um, with regards to you know growth or shrinkage compared to uh, other networks, I, you know, to your point, I always see it as. It's not necessarily a pie chart. It's more of participation across the board because people can log in and be a monthly active user on more than one service. Uh, that being said, we're quite happy with what we're seeing and we continue to try and super serve our audience. And on the advertiser side, what sorts of advantages other than the obvious? I mean, when you're ad supported, you have ads. When you're not ad supported, you don't. What sort of other advantages does Tubi provide to advertisers looking to get, you know, spend their money in that space? 
Yeah, so we, we definitely try and push to provide the best ad-supported viewing experience, not just for the end user, but also for the advertiser. And in that particular regard, we have one of the lowest ad loads in the industry, typically between three and six minutes of advertisements per hour. And on top of that, we've also um, factored it and built our own custom ad frequency management tool. The reason being, you know, to, to take a complicated situation and try and simplify it, ads come in from direct and indirect channels, um, the actual you know, request to bid an ad. And since they're not always named the same, we created some machine learning technology to recognize the same ad and make sure that we're delivering only the appropriate amount of instances of an ad to the same viewer, because we don't want someone to be bombarded with the same ad you know, for their entire movie watching experience. And uh, that combination of low ad load and frequency management, in our opinion, helps the, the end user get a good experience when they're they're on Tubi and watching our content. Well, I will tell you, I, I very much appreciate all the effort you guys put into that because I watch a lot of live sports and then I watch a lot of Tubi. And one of the main differences between the two is just not seeing the same ads over and over again. So that's that's definitely being noticed as a consumer of your product, having nothing to do with my bias towards talking to you today. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to attribution, that is always one of the tricky topics that that we see when it comes to you know any sort of streaming content platform. What sort of challenges does Tubi face when it comes to attribution? Well, you know, in a lot of cases, it's the ecosystem. So the challenges tend to be, you know, which partners we're working with. What are the standards for identity resolution? For example, um, depending on where ads are running or their overall campaign, who will accept a pixel, what kind of measurement we might need and getting a read from, you know, whether it's, when you mention attribution, people typically think about behavioral, uh, you know, like going to a store, buying a product or so on and so forth. But also, you know, there's brand. So getting a read from brand lift partners, depending on the, the media mix for that particular advertiser. Um, some advantages in the space are the emergence and scale of ACR panels. ACR stands for automatic content recognition. And, you know, whatever the different sources and the cleanliness of the data, luckily the technology is evolving in a privacy compliant manner, which is enabling better measurement going forward. And what does that privacy management consist of? I mean, that, you know, privacy is obviously at the forefront of nearly every advertising week every year, and, and certainly this year more than ever. Tell me a little bit more about that. Sure. Well, for example, if, you know, the ad runs on Tubi, whether or not we had a registered user, we're not passing off that user's email address to someone else to help figure out whether on a, you know, uh, preferred let's say a shopping list at a grocery store, your rewards program, they're not making that connection, each person using that identity. Uh, typically you'll work with a, you know, a safe haven style environment, one of the most common being, let's say live ramp and making a connection in a way that neither side ever sees the identity of the actual shopper. I don't care that your name is Bob and that you're in Idaho. I do care about if the campaign ran, if you saw something and if that might've helped, you know, uh, lift your preference for a particular product or brand. And so we, we take that very seriously and, and work with um, partners as, in, in a system. We have a certified measurement partner program and we work with various vendors to help make these research studies available to our advertisers. 
we have two different areas that I should talk about. One would be consumer research. And I also help publish those reports. There is an area on Fox Ad Solutions called The Stream, uh, which has you know some of those open to the public case studies, which tend to be what's going on in the industry. Separately, let's say a big company in the, you know, a car manufacturer comes to us and wants to advertise on Tubi. Depending on the size of their campaign, they might want to know if more people come to their local um, dealerships, or they might want to see do people feel a little bit better about the brand after having seen their new ads, which, you know, tout the benefits of their new cars and so on and so forth. Uh, in those cases, we work with members of our certified measurement program to help get them the research to validate the impact of the campaigns that they are running. Interesting. And do you have examples or you know case studies where, where you've been successful? Um, one of the biggest areas that I love talking about is sort of a, a foundation stone in the connected TV space, which is incremental reach. Um, and, and in that regard, what that basically means is most advertisers who are advertising in the connected TV space, also, they already have these ads, they've made them for standard TV, or what we'll call linear. And in a lot of cases, what I like to call the sweet spot of, you know, let's say 30 or 40% reach, you know, they're, they're buying a significant TV campaign, they've reached a certain level, but it's going to cost them a lot more to uh, get go up every additional point just because there, there's only so much inventory, there's only so much audience. And they want to know if they're to diversify their mix and buy on connected TV, are they just going to reach the same people that they're already reaching from their linear TV buy? And in this case, uh, we will partner with a certified measurement partner program participant um, and a couple case studies, what's really interesting, and I'm going to dig into the numbers real quick, is on average, about 70% of Tubi users don't subscribe to cable in the home. Now, that doesn't mean it's a perfect 70-30 split and we should go running around saying, hey, you're going to find the exact you know, 30% of the nation that, you, that won't see your ads otherwise. But you take that probability and what are the odds of a company buying it, let's say 30% reach. And this is kind of like the actuarial math, you know, 30% times 70%. Well, what's left over and what are the odds that if they advertise on Tubi, that they're going to see an ad that they would not have otherwise seen. And when you factor in, in addition to that, the fact that people aren't watching all the time, we're getting really interesting numbers, which are typically north of 80% incremental reach. Um, meaning that, you know, when they make a buy on Tubi, we'll go and look at what percentage of households also may have seen the ad from Linear in that particular house. And, and we're speaking to the whole home and we're typically seeing somewhere between 80 and 90% incremental audience reach. So for us, that's really exciting and kind of helps reaffirm our hypothesis that there, there are a lot of audiences out there who basically are watching and consuming video content in different ways throughout their normal schedules and that there are opportunities for us to provide additional reach to advertisers at a, what I believe, fairly modest cost given the opportunity. So it's a really exciting combination of research for us. In terms of the audience demographic that you guys reach, and I ask this because I've noticed different viewing 
tendencies throughout my household, which has a, a pretty decent age range, I should say. You know, what what is the the sort of breakdown between you know somebody who's watching on a connected TV versus somebody who's watching on a mobile device, you know, be it an iPad versus somebody who's actually watching outside their home on a cellular connected mobile device? Yeah. Um, so we don't report out on those exact numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can tell you that the, the majority is in what we would call a traditional over-the-top environment, usually on connected TVs. Um, we do track this internally, and we're, we're pretty excited about it because we, we get to see exactly what you mentioned, which is when we're thinking about um, basically how good our product is, you know, we ask ourselves, will the same user not just watch us at home, but maybe watch a quick episode or something while they're traveling on their phone? Like, do we see these instances of people logging in and watching content on Tubi in more than one environment and in more than one location? And to us, that is something that we track as a, um, let's call it a product health metric. So I'm sorry, I don't have an exact answer for you, but it is something that is interesting to us and, and we do monitor. Truth be told, that the question comes from the fact that, um, you know, I, I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast with you guys, my daughter actually introduced me to Tubi in the first place because she had found it as, you know, how do I be, you know, get to watch these these movies and shows and things like that that I want to watch without, you know, having to bug my dad for, the, you know, the credit card number every time you turn around. And, yep. you know, next thing I know, I'm looking at it and, you know, you've got all the... All the shows that that I would uh, <laughs> would have normally seen on 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 other streaming services and, and spent hours just combing through them trying to figure out who had what for for whatever reason you guys managed to, to land everything all in one place and well you have Columbo so that really just kind of sums it up for me but um, great well, what is what does Carl watch on Tubi Well it's funny that you mentioned Columbo um, <laughs> when we. Uh... It, for me, it's really the the guest star cameos and, and kind of the old cars and just vintage throwback things. I, I don't mean to date myself. I was a little young for that program when it aired, but it was always interesting to see Peter Falk with his sort of dry sense of playing dumb until he you know presents the solution at the end of every episode. Um, so yeah, that that is one program. But it also, you know, interestingly enough, on a um, a recent trip, I stayed somewhere and I remember reading the reviews and they said, yeah, they have smart TVs, but you have to log into all your own services. It's a pain. And one of the things on that particular smart TV was the Tubi app was there and it was great. And, you know, while I did end up logging in, I didn't have to, which I liked because I could just throw it on and start watching content, not necessarily beholden to what might be on TV channels at that given time, much as I love TV, you know, depending on the hour, uh, sometimes the, the programming might not be as exciting as something else I might want to watch. And looking at the road ahead 2022 and perhaps even beyond, what do you see in Tubi's near future? Well, I'm really excited about how we're rolling out some of this live content in sports. We did a lot of research uh, to that end, and it's it's a growing space. There, there's more content that we're looking to add, and we're really excited about what I would call an overlap of two things. One, what we spoke about earlier, which is you know product engagement, whether people are enjoying and making the most of Tubi, uh, not just on their home TV screen, but also potentially when they travel or on other devices. And then on top of that, what content they consume. You know, we have initiatives pretty much every other month. Uh, this month in particular, we're, we're doing a whole bunch of scary movies. So we call it Terror on Tubi. And we've got a lot for everybody to watch. We really like seeing the fact that every month or every other month, we're rolling out a, a very 
focused initiative and we like seeing what people like to watch and learning from that. So evolving content as well as helping provide a great experience across devices and locations is what makes us very excited. Well, Carl, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to speak to me today. This has been, uh, this has been great talking to you. Likewise. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you'd like more content like this, visit the online home of Advertising Week at www.advertisingweek.com. Advertisingweek.com hosts world-leading thought leadership content, podcasts, and education serving the advertising, marketing, and technology industries. 